Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. Happy hump day. You know it's a special day here at The Morning Toast. Wednesdays mean two things. Three things, actually. One, hump day. So make sure to hump someone you love. Theo's almost always here on Wednesdays, so that's why it's special. And dear toasters, so there's so much to be excited about, so much to be grateful for, for here on this Wednesday. We made it through the storm. It is now bright and beautiful and a slight chill breeze in New York this morning. The stormy vibe that passed through yesterday was so crazy and I was watching it from my window and you could really feel, at least in my building, I could feel the wind because mm. the wind speeds were so high and what's so beautiful about New York City is all the trash that was in the street just got swept up into the air and there's flying napkins and garbage and yeah. literally do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating Drifting through, through the, the wind, wind like in the middle of a hurricane yeah that's how I felt yesterday it was super crazy but it was also slightly anticlimactic the hurricane lasted all of 30 minutes like no, it and it happened like, to it have was, been the 30 minutes where I was outside it was about two to three hours so fast but I mean it's pretty big for New York City and we don't really get winds that strong here so you really see how the city isn't built for it or else maybe you know it would there wouldn't be trash in the streets but um it was it was crazy. A lot of people lost power. They um, did, like yeah, in New Jersey, like down the oh shore. Oh my god, I had no idea. And so, um, hope everyone's okay. Sad. I hope everyone's okay. Con Ed, like, just couldn't keep up with the power. They never can. No, they never can. It's always something with Con Ed. It's always something with Con Ed. Always. And you know, if you're ever looking to blame someone for like something, it's always Con Ed's fault. Yeah, scapegoat. I I totally agree. So um, I hope everyone's doing okay. Post hurricane. Yes, hope everyone is safe at home. Safe at home. And yes, now it is a beautiful day. The storm has passed. You know what? The sky has finally opened. Right. The rain and wind stopped blowing. I was going to sing a different song, but I like that one too. Okay, I'll go. The sky has finally opened. The rain and wind stopped blowing. Mm. But you're stuck out mm. in the same old storm yeah. again. Storm again. Does that sound nice? Hold tight to your umbrella, darling, I'm just trying to tell ya that there's always been a rainbow hanging over your head. It'll all be alright. I think that was beautiful. I think that sounded really good together. I think that if you were having a stressful morning, that either just really fucking bothered you or... 
you know, brought you some calm. Or we were the rainbow in your day. We, you know, that life is all about how you see things. I mean, we hope to be the rainbow in your day. This show is the rainbow in my day. Me for, too. For damn sure. This show gives me endorphins. Yeah, there's also... There's really not much competition in my day for things like to do. So this is my favorite part of my day because it's literally the only time of day where it's I see only, other humans. It's the only part of day. Right. It is the only day. Yeah. You know? I do understand. I understand that. But no, definitely saying good morning millennials is like um, a power motto. Mm-hmm. And if you're ever needing to rev yourself up for something, like look in the mirror, do a power pose and say, yeah. good morning, millennials. You know, the power pose has largely been discredited as like an ineffective method psychologically. And I just want to let you know, I've been using the power pose for like the last five years. And I think it is so beneficial and there's no way it doesn't work. Like I am living proof that the power pose and its benefits are real. Interesting. I, haven't, I didn't have like as much success with it, but I'm glad that that you have it so works even if it's placebo getting yourself in that powerful kind of position and like hiking yourself up is such a fabulous way to get yourself together before a meeting before a show anything yeah I did it once before asking for a raise and I was just a mess did you get the raise yeah I got a a teeny little raise okay so it worked yeah effective (laughs) I guess but I think if I I don't know no all I'm saying is like scientists like because it was such a popular like remember that woman who created like the TED talk like went viral and because it had like such um it made such waves when it was discredited like the discreditation had to have made such big waves and like scientists were like all over it saying that it was ineffective and like there's no proven psychological connection and I just I just don't buy it because I'm living walking breathing proof got it well I mean what different strokes for different folks totally and that's and that's the kind of science I subscribe to me too my favorite <laughs> kind of science um we have such a great show for you today yesterday we recorded the redheads it was a really great episode and so I'm so excited to share that with you tomorrow last night um I was so exhausted mentally physically emotionally and spiritually so I wanted to watch something like that would be an upper mm-hmm. and I made the best choice of all time I watched she's the man lights off yeah no phone yeah and I it was so amazing. Pure comedy. It's the funniest movie. Even when everything was going down at the soccer game and like they were about to expose Sebastian, I was like, my hand was in the air like this. Like I was like freaking out like I had never seen it before. Yeah. It's just the best movie. And I think what makes it so good aside from the obvious Channing Tatum, Amanda Bynes, like I got a lifetime of knowledge. My favorite Scooter. Is that it's loosely based on a Shakespearean story. Right. Twelfth Night. And that gives the movie so much gravitas. Like all of the characters' names, the names of the schools they hark back to Shakespearean times like they go eat at Cesario's like Illyria and Cornwall are not what the schools would have been named if it was just like to all the boys I love welcome to Illyria welcome 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 to Illyria wow you made me actually really that is I've never regretted sitting down and watching that movie and when you watch it you really realize how many like popular phrases originated in some form I got a lifetime of knowledge from She's the Man. Let the chips fall where they may. Bro? Brother? Brethren? <laughs> There's so many. She's such a good actress. You like, know, it's it's also slightly devastating to watch the movie. It is, but I was able to watch it like through the lens of just straight up appreciation. I even watched all of the credits because I was just like, who are these people involved yeah. in this masterpiece? Chew like you have a the secret. secret. It's literally such a good movie. And whatever happened to that girl who played Olivia? She was like so cute. She was so cute. I was thinking about that for a 
lot of the characters, but I didn't recognize um, Most their of names them. in the credits, so I don't think they went very far. But Fabulous movie. I could actually do an entire episode on Amanda Bynes and that movie because it's so good. It's so good. It's on HBO Max, and so if you... Oh, and incredibly progressive, here at Illyria, we, we don't discriminate, discriminate based on gender. Totally. So good. Um... It's on HBO Max if you want to treat yourself. I bought HBO Max yesterday because I wanted, you told me to watch this episode of Bill Maher and literally I couldn't find it on YouTube so I bought a fucking subscription. I was me getting too. so fucking frustrated but like this clip, I didn't even need to watch the whole episode. I needed to watch his interview on Bill Maher. Couldn't find it on YouTube and literally for this seven minute clip I bought an HBO Max subscription. I did the same thing and then last night I put it to good use and so far I'm getting my money's worth. Now that I know that She's the Man is on there I will be keeping the subscription past my seven day free trial. I was looking for a movie to watch for like 10 minutes and I just was like I don't know what I want to watch but I'll know it when I see it. Wait, I'm literally going home after this turning the lights <laughs> off and watching She's the Man. And put your phone down. Like yeah. absorb every element of it there was like a brief moment in history where she did like two or three absolutely sensational movies what a girl wants she's the man and what was the other sydney one sydney white sydney white that's a fabulous movie except the wig that the she wears wig i don't understand the it reason. should have been called sydney wig because <laughs> it's it's so obvious yeah i didn't understand the reason for the wig it's so strange. It, it, maybe it's not even a wig. It's like a toupee headpiece for her hairline. <laughs> no, like she wanted to cover her ears the whole movie. I don't know. Maybe she had like ear surgery. Right, right, right. That's maybe. the only thing that, that could possibly could make, make sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't well, know. I could literally talk about Amanda Bynes for hours, but we digress. Yeah, we digress. I just wanted to share that with everyone in case anyone was looking for an, a pick-me-up film. That is so... Like, I don't even want to waste it because I want to maybe hold on to it for when I'm having a really bad day. I'm not having a terrible day today, you know, um... I'm pleased with the way that my my you makeup look very and, cute. Thank you. I'm like pleased with how everything came out. I had a lovely time last night seeing you and the redheads. I met up with the redheads after they recorded their episode. We had a nice alfresco dinner, and I'm feeling in high spirits. Yeah, very high spirits. So it maybe was, I'll hold on to the movie. Um, yeah, hold on to the movie, but you never know where the day could take you. You know, truly, <laughs> if you we just, roller coaster quarantine yeah. is we're not even in quarantine, but like I still refer to my life. As quarantine, because I basically, I am quarantined. But New York is in, like, phase 11 now. Yeah, we're just in, like, um, Limbo. A, a social and economic depression. Yes, and emotional. Emotional, mental, that's the social element. Spiritual. Like, inside and outside, we are depressed. Actually, you know what? I take it back. I am actually not in a spiritual depression. I feel as though I've been very connected to my spirituality in these dark times. Because, like, when you're feeling so low, like, what else is there to do except cry before bed and pray, you and, know? Yeah, and pray gets better. No, literally, like, all, like... And it's actually a nice feeling when it's like literally things can't get anywhere. It's like, what do I do? At least I have something to do. I pray. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so my spirits to God have never been higher. But my spirits socially, pretty low. Pretty, pretty low. But that's what we're here for to turn things around for the day. So I guess we could get right into it if there's sure. not anything else we want to cover. No, you? No, I feel, I feel covered. So let's get into the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <laughs> and today's episode is brought to you by Honey the best sponsor ever made. We all shop online, and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a, th a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. They support over 30,000 online stores. They range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. I'm pretty sure like every single toaster already knows and has Honey because they're the ones who told us about it. And now that Honey's sponsoring 
during the show. It's just such a fabulous full circle moment. Um, imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you go to checkout, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Within a few seconds, Honey will search for coupons that it can find for the website you are shopping on. And if Honey finds a coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Um, I've used it at Sephora. I've used it on uh, Bloomingdale's, literally every website. And, and I would normally forget to click the button, but it just pops down right yeah. in front of you. They make it so easy and it's literally like a revolve. It's literally revolve. free money. Tulip. <laughs> um, honey, yeah, the tulip code, the code that they always that populates right? on Revolve. It's fabulous, fifteen percent. Yeah, Honey has found it's over seventeen million members, over two billion dollars in savings. If you don't already have Honey, you could be missing out on free savings. It's totally free, and it installs in seconds. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid. And if you use the link, you'll be able to support our podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney.com slash toast for the free install uh, web browser extension. It's just fabulous, you guys. Like, I, I really feel like the ad speaks for itself. It does. Save money, get honey. Also, if you uh, are... By the way, that's a good um, I think slogan. Said, I think we've said that before, but oh. I'm glad that you like it. Save money, get honey. If you're an investor like myself mm. and you're constantly investing in items... Um, Honey just makes your investments so much worthwhile. So worthwhile. So worthwhile. Did you hear Dorit on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yes, I call it an investment. <laughs> when they were shopping and yes. she was rationalizing to Garcelle, she's like, it's an investment. No, totally. She was trying to get Garcelle to buy the $30,000 fur coat. Yeah, that coat was not worth that. No, not at all. No, okay. Yeah, I didn't think so for one second. No, me neither. And I thought it was going to be like $10,000. Yeah. Okay, the first story of the day is really the big news of the day that is very exciting. Kristen Cavallari and ex Stephen Coletti reunite for a photo after her split from Jay Cutler. So I'm sure the photo has been heard around the world, even though the quality is it's nothing so of blurry story. and dark. Um, on Tuesday, she shared a selfie of herself cuddled up to Stephen Coletti on Instagram, captioning it 2004 or 2020. It shows the two smiling softly. I mean, this. Obviously, like for the pop culture fanatic who we literally grew up on Laguna Beach and Steve Ben and the Hills like this is so unbelievably full circle and it's beautiful. Even if you weren't team Kristen, like we've evolved past that and like it would be fabulous if these two got together. But it really reminds me of um, kind of like Morgan Stewart. Now, allow me to. okay, go on your journey. Go on my journey. So. Kristen Cavallari, I'm trying to remember. Okay, Kristen Cavallari and Stephen Coletti obviously dated way before she was married. In high school. In high school. But like it was, it was on TV. So it, it was, was, it was her first love. It was her first love. And to go back to him at, like immediately after, I don't know if they're together, but like if they are together, to go back to him after um, like immediately getting divorced, it's like, oh, is Jay Cutler thinking like, oh my God, was he thinking, was Kristen Cavallari thinking about Stephen Coletti the whole time we were married? And that's like now Jordan is, Fuck, so many names, sorry. Morgan Stewart is engaged to Jordan McGraw. And a lot of people don't know, she actually dated Jordan McGraw before Brendan. So it's like now she's back with Jordan McGraw and it's like the guy she told you not to worry about. Yeah, okay, so... Do you I, see the parallel? I see the parallel, okay. but I just need to add one comment because obviously I ship so hard and this is beautiful, but Justin Anderson commented on her post and he's her best friend mm -hmm. and he said, oh Lord, here come the internet rumors. You two haven't aged a day. Making it seem like they're friends, they caught up and they posted this picture just to fuck with everyone, but in no world are they dating. I don't know. It's just... In no world are they dating. I, I It's too good to be true, but also like... She is not the person that she was in 2004. She was so annoying in 2004. And so I, 
it, to me, it's like too much time has passed and it's just a fun novelty thing at this point. When I saw it, I didn't have like, like my ship wasn't coming into the port or anything. Like everyone, the port was clear. I wonder if I like started watching Laguna Beach again, would I still be like so hard team Elsie? Like I hated Kristen Cavallari because she was just like, like showing up places like that she wasn't meant to be at. Yeah. But now I feel like if I watched it, like I might be a Kristen stan. Well, watching it as a Kristen stan, you might just automatically start on Kristen's side. But we all started on Elsie's side because she was the narrator and like yeah. she was our girl. And, and it Kristen, was her show. And Kristen was getting in the way of her love story. Yeah, totally. Um, also, I do think like Kristen like has her mean moments on the show. And so you can, Judge. you might like those or you might not like yeah. those. I remember I watched Laguna Beach within the last five years. I watched a few episodes. And what I realized was that they're drunk the whole time. Wow. Like I, when I was growing up watching it like yeah and they were drinking out of red cups like I didn't know what right. I was watching but now like the way that they talk and they talk so slow Slurry. and slurred it's like oh they're just drunk that's so interesting yeah but they're so young that like they're hiding that they're drinking of obviously. course because they could never do it on tv that's like even siesta keys some of the kids weren't even 21 until recently um also do you have, do you remember that like spinoff show Newport Beach yes that never really went anywhere I liked that show Me too. a lot and when the two people kissed and they played bubbly by Colby Calais oh that's so cute beautiful. I mean those types of shows used to be like literally like A&R for me like if your song was on that show like you made it mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and they used to play like the best like early 2000s like simple plan type of stuff it was fabulous it was a, a mixture of pop culture music love it was great that, for music discovery that was a great day to be a great time to be like a a kid yeah like I'm I'm happy that that's when that's the era we were in and I think that like when kids who are now that age like what is their TikTok. Laguna Beach that's what I was gonna and say and they get their music from TikTok yep and they're people that they love to follow from TikTok. I much prefer the Laguna Beach childhood years over the TikTok years. Yeah, I think they're both good, but I, I liked, I mean, everything that was popping in pop culture when we were growing up, like we consumed so heavily. So hard. We, sta we stand so hard. Like so we hard. watched so much TV. We, it was like really a golden age of, of television, reality television, and we were right there consuming it all. And it was like the I Disney Channel. I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't either. Like the Disney Channel literally wasn't like, I guess it was like a kid's network, but there was like a few years where it was like hot teenagers before they got like a little too old, like Hannah Montana, Selena Gomez, Jonas Brothers. And that was really like the golden years of Disney Channel and of our childhood. Yeah. It was a good time to grow up. I'm not going to lie. Good time. Yeah. It was a good, good time to be alive. I have no regrets about growing up in that time. No, I have no regrets either. Except... You know, when you were a kid, like, going to a concert was such a big deal. Like, I think, like, by the time I was 15, I maybe went to one, maybe two concerts. Because it was just, like, I don't know if it was like this for everyone, but it was, like, such a big deal. And it was so special. And they were, like, they never came to your town. And when they did, you'd, like, beg your parents. And now I just feel like kids go to concerts all the time. No, I still feel like for kids going to concerts are a big deal. Because your parents have to take you. Concerts can be, like, really, there's Expensive. so many people. And it could be dangerous. No, and, and you need to be supervised. Mm -hmm. And so if your parents are taking you to a concert and, and you also don't have your own money, like, you only get to go to the biggest and best ones. Yeah. They're not going to take you every week to a show. Well, that was the worst. Of like Jojo Siwa. Not having the financial freedom to like make your own choices. Yeah. That's my favorite part about being an adult. Yeah. Financial freedom is fabulous. You can yeah. get all the investments that you want. Yeah. Go to all the concerts. And just use honey and justify it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I look forward to see where these two go. I mean, I, I'm holding out hope. You know, I'm an eternal optimist. Eternal. But... That's not how I saw it when I saw it. Yeah, no, she's, you know, wanting, she's wanting to change her Google search because right now it's not in her favor.
Yeah, and I think like maybe there was a little high school reunion. Maybe they're still friends there. They grew up yeah. in the same town. Maybe she's home and they saw each other and they're like, let's break the internet today. Yeah, why not? Why not? You know, give Claudia and Jackie something to talk about. Thank you, by the <laughs> way, because it's been a dry week out here. Yeah. Okay, next up, such a, another cute love story. Tiffany Haddish confirms her romance with Common. She says, I love him. Oh my God, you guys, I love this so much. She ready? <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> Tiffany Haddish has confirmed her relationship with Common. The Girls Trip star revealed the romance on Steve O's podcast, Wild Ride, calling it, quote, the best relationship I've ever been in. This oh. is hands down the best relationship I've ever been in. Knock on wood, I've lost 20 pounds since I've been in this relationship. That's when you know it's good, where you're so happy and you're so busy and and entwined with the other person that you actually forget to eat. Or, sorry, on no, the then, other hand. But then you gain it back when you get into the comfort stage of laying in bed. Right. There's also a stage where it's like you're so happy. You don't really care about what you look like because somebody loves you so much for you. And like you're just not thinking about things that you normally would think about. And you just like eat to eat and you eat to live. And sometimes you gain weight and like you don't really care. That comes eventually. But in a new, new relationship, um, I found that I'm just like so busy and we're just doing things and we're dating and we're talking so much and we, so we're not eating the food on the date like I've personally never experienced that but I do have limited dating experience maybe that's why I just never lost weight because I was so happy when I started dating Zach I had just like lost a, a good amount of weight but you know I always have those last four pounds mm -hmm. and then like in the first month that we started dating like I took off those last four pounds and I was just in like the best shape of my life never experienced but it sounds nice yeah it was it was exciting and now I'm in the worst shape of my life she continued quote I feel more confident in me and it's not him that's doing it I'm just way happier and it's like knowing I got somebody that cares about me that really has my back it seems like he does anyways and I love it I love him stop by the way I never would have paired these two together but I think that Common is such an eligible bachelor, and I've thought so ever since he was in my favorite movie, Just Right, with Queen Latifah. Such a good movie if you've never seen it. Also very feel-good. Um, and this is just like a, a pairing I didn't know that I needed, and now mm -hmm. that I see it, and she really describes like how happy they are together, they have to get married. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, hearing her describe how happy they are together and also just I love the idea of them and then knowing that it is that good is everything of the sort and I'm so happy for them and I feel like it's been a while. I mean, I guess we've gotten some really good couples in the queue. Well, so I was going like to say top of the list. This is a quarantine couple that spending all this time together has helped instead of sorry Kelly Clarkson hurt yeah. their relationship and for that we have to be grateful to the queue. Yeah, they gave she, us Tiffany Haddish in common. Like, I can't. She said they've both been tested for COVID and are clear. So, quote, yeah, we've been fucking. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta I don't know if that's podcast. just so funny because you said it or yeah. it's just, a, she's so funny. And actually, I loved her Netflix special. She, did you watch it? Mm -mm. It was like good Netflix special, but the best thing was that she broke the fourth wall because like she was filming in front of a live studio audience and um, like her mic pack fell like down her pants, like from her back of her jeans and she like literally stopped the comedy show like mid show and they kept it in the special where like someone had to come out and fix her her pants and she literally kept doing like improv stand-up while there was like a woman rewiring her mic pack and it was very funny and very impressive and I really liked it oh that's so interesting yeah it was good well this is just great news like a little Beautiful. good news to start your day you know yeah and it's very rare that like celebrities are this open about a relationship in terms of like 
he makes me feel like you never get that right but also they had like popped up together a few times um in the last few months but not confirming that they were in a relationship or I anything see that yeah like they uh came onto someone's like zoom party and flaunted their romance at quest love's instagram live birthday celebration so i feel like i was just like seeing like headlines but mm-hmm. not any confirmation so to right. get the confirmation straight from her with all the tea about how great it is is fabulous yeah she's like making single girls jealous like she's describing exactly what everyone wants yeah totally beautiful Okay, next story, some exciting news uh, for the talkers. TikTok star Addison Rae is launching yes. item beauty makeup line. Uh, let's take a pause for the sirens. Okay, sorry, that was dramatic. It did drive the other way. I just I didn't want anyone to think they were getting pulled over. Totally. The 19-year-old TikTok star announced on Tuesday that she has partnered with incubator company Made by Collective to launch her own makeup brand, Item Beauty. The line will launch with six products products on August 11th, including eyeshadow, brightening powder, brow definer, lip oil, a contour duo, and mascara, with Addison serving as the company's co-founder and chief innovation officer. I mean... This is a conversation we had last week with Dixie and Charlie D'Amelio being the faces of Morphe 2. Um, and I actually really like this route for Addison. I don't know. I'm not like that familiar with her to know if like makeup is like an integral part of her brand and like if this should be the first company that she launches. But regardless, as an influencer and you only really learn this until you've been doing it for a while, it's so much better to spend your time like investing in a brand that you own as opposed to brands who are just going to pay you for your time. Because while that's great money, there's no like stability or longevity in it and you get canceled and that is gone in an instant. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think this is great. I think whoever is advising Addison is doing a fabulous job. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is great. I think as far as like her makeup um, look goes, I think her eyelashes are kind of iconic. They're extremely long. And she always, I think she she's always wearing makeup. Like she has like a light beat mm-hmm. at all times. And so I, I do think that this makes sense. And it's exciting. It's exciting. It's fabulous. Um, it is also, I wish her success. It is always exciting, at least for me and for you to see like yes the trajectory that influencers go on and the, right. and the choices that they make like some people become big influencers and then they put out a song like right like what do they want to do yeah and so I I agree that I think everything that Addison has done has been extremely shrewd yeah in terms of business, business. and I think she has great advisors and yeah. also I think she's just a, a good girl who knows what she likes and knows what she wants and is and is therefore it's easy mm-hmm. to merchandise yourself when you have a lot of great things going on for you and I think she's a good role model and I think that that'll take her really far and you're right like watching especially on TikTok because it's like breaking so many like records in a lot of ways it's so interesting to like watch just like like this is like an incubator like where can how far can social media take people this is the biggest app in the world they have the biggest platforms like it's just really cool and interesting to see like what they do and what they are successful at, what doesn't work out. Like, it, it's just very cool to watch. And I enjoy reporting on it because I find it fascinating. Yeah, I enjoy reporting on it, too, because it is it is really fascinating. I'm not in love with the name of her company. Me neither. It doesn't feel super personal what is to it? her. Item Beauty. I feel like it could have been called Pouty Face. That is such a good name. that's her thing. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe she wants it to be less, like... About her. Yeah. And maybe she's just, like, serving on the board of this company. Right. It's not... She doesn't own it. Right. Maybe they're paying her salary. Right. Who knows? Very interesting. I I will be following up on this story and maybe even purchasing some products. Doing a review? 
ooh, maybe a beauty review on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the morning toast. For $7.99, you become an exclusive premium member of the morning toast, which means you get five extra episodes from us a month. They are either podcast or vlity. Blog video episodes, sorry, video. Um, so yeah, that $7.99 gets you five extra episodes, and then it also gets you access to our Facebook group, which is the Toast After Dark, which is the premium group for Facebook toasters. And you guys, the chili cook-off is coming this month. We yeah. wanted to wait because we're all going to be in a house together. So With a big kitchen. Super easy. Me versus Ben. It's the chili cook-off. It, the biggest chili cook-off since the one that Jessica Simpson performed at. We have really uh, big plans for ourselves just because we are going to be on break. So as we already mentioned, we're doing um, all of August remotely and and on weekly episodes, just podcasts because we're going away. And that'll be like a really um, good time for us to invest in our Patreon. And we have some fabulous ideas like yeah. the chili cook-off. We are also going to be recreating our favorite um, cake from Cipriani. We have found the recipe and it's very difficult. Yeah, so we're going to try and make it. We're going to try and make it. And if you have ideas, you can pop them in the Facebook group once you're a member. So it's really a, a fun moment and anyone can join at patreon.com slash the morning toast. It's never too late to become a patron just like it's never too late to become a redhead. And it's never too late to be a toaster. But if you're here, you already are. So totally. Okay, next story. Some big movie news that I find quite interesting. Mulan will skip theaters and premiere on Disney+. Plus. I mean, they're having so much success with that. Like, Yeah, but they they had dropped some premieres on Disney+, Plus, but they were always saying, like, Mulan will be in theaters. Right. But now, um, in another major blow to movie theaters, Disney announced Mulan will forego its planned... The- I'm sorry. Planned. planned theatrical release. Instead, the movie will premiere on Disney+, Plus on September 4th, for a rental price of $29.99. Wow. Wait, that's crazy. That is crazy. If you wait, sorry, if you pay for a subscription, you still have to pay for the movie? You know what? I mean, you, sure, it would have been nice if it came with your Disney Plus subscription, but they're making up the cost of movie tickets. Like, But is it only available to purchase on Disney Plus, or can you also purchase it on Apple TV? I'm sure you'll be able to purchase it on Apple TV eventually. Maybe it's Disney Plus first. first. Maybe Disney Plus is a better price. Like maybe at, on Apple TV, it'll be thirty five dollars. Right. I mean, that's crazy for a movie. But if you think about it, like you watch a movie with your family, and that's four people. And this is a family movie, right? And a movie ticket is fifteen dollars per person. So technically, yeah. But you're not getting the experience. And honestly, I thought they had such success with Trolls. Mm-hmm. It wasn't on Disney Plus, but it was like straight to. VOD, video on video, Right. Like, it was trending on the Apple Store because I literally, with my comedy special, um, I did make it to number two overall on movies, and I did never get past Trolls. Like, I never beat well, number one. You just, like, as big as you are, you can never beat the influence of Stormy Webster. No, that's not it. And it's, it was a real metaphor for my career. As big as I get, like, I'll never beat the Trolls. <laughs> oh, my God. It was really beautiful, actually. And it was, it was a humbling moment. Um, wow. But, yeah, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I came out with a comedy special. It's called Disgraced Queen, and it is so funny. The reviews are in, and they're just absolutely sensational. And if you want to watch it, um, it's called Disgraced Queen. It's available on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, iTunes, a bunch of places. You can also stream the audio. Like, if you listen to this podcast and you have a long car ride coming up, you can listen to, like, the whole 75 minutes on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Music, all the places. So there's a highlight on my Instagram story. It's Girl With No Job. It's my Instagram. There's a highlight called Disgrace Queen, and it has links to all the places you could purchase. And if you're, if you're an international toaster and you're having trouble, um, I suggest using uh, the Vimeo link because you can purchase or rent for cheaper on Vimeo. And it's just um, according to, you know, my international, my huge international following. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a good product. So Great. Love Thanks. to see it. 
spend a night, you know, invite some friends over, That's have enough, some wine. Like, I would add that to my list of like, she's the man of oh my things. God. No, I'm not even like blowing smoke up your ass or whatever. Um, of things that are uppers, content uppers. Content uppers. And it's so hard to find. I find myself, maybe it's just I'm like very vulnerable in quarantine and like my emotional state is like not at its best, but I have a hard time watching movies or TV shows that have like some sort of like disruption. Do you know what I mean? It's like things are going great in the movie and then like something happens and like it's plot twist, you know? I find it like very hard to watch emotionally. Yeah. Like I get real life anxiety from stupid shit happening in movies. Yeah. That's why I can't watch TV anymore. I feel like that's all you do. No, but I only watch TV that I've seen like because, it, because I'm comfortable. No, but then you started watching The Crown and you liked that. Oh, that's true. That's true. Right. And I still have two episodes left. But that's really the only thing I've started in quarantine. Like Until you start Yellowstone. Yeah. I'm going to make you. But I have a feeling that's going to be real anxiety inducing. I don't think so. I think it's quite mellowing. Like the bucolicness mm. of it, it just trumps all. Okay. Okay, well, here's more information on Mulan. It was originally scheduled to open on March 27th. It was meant to be one of Disney's major theatrical releases for the year. I remember. The studio mounted a lavish red carpet premiere at the Dolby, but just three days later, the cascade of industry closures caused by COVID forced them to postpone Mulan's release to July 24th. Then in late June, as, you know, nothing changed, (laughs) Disney pushed the film again to August 24th, 21st before indefinitely removing it from the calendar so now they have settled on this Disney plus release and I actually think that this is a great idea I'm so excited to see this movie and I think it's exactly the sort of content that we need right now you know yeah and they have the movie in the can ready to go and what's the point in continuing to push it off you know what we're gonna wait another year to see this movie people like need stuff to watch and honestly I think that I don't know if this is an actual statistic but movies and TV shows that are being released during quarantine are definitely performing well. Yeah. Like, I know, I think with my special, like, I got way more people watching than if it was a regular summer June Tuesday. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I don't know, I feel like in the beginning that's how it was. Now, I'm not so sure. And it's weird because some of, like, the Netflix content I think is doing really well. Like, I don't think Tiger King would have been anything of the sort without quarantine. Right. But then, like, other TV shows, I think, are having, like, record low numbers. Oh, interesting. You know? You mean, like, cable shows? Yeah. Probably it's, like, the things that are being filmed from home. Yeah. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah. I can't. Even when when you wanted me to watch Bill Maher, his segments from home are actually very, very well done. They obviously set up, like, an HBO studio in his house. But the guests and Zoom and the Wi-Fi, like, uh, uh, at the end of the episode, Jim Carrey was on. And they kept talking over each other. And when you talk over, it mutes. Yeah. So it was literally a silent interview. It was so frustrating. That's really frustrating. And that's HBO. Like, come on. Yeah. That's, that's rough. But the segment I made you watch, which was the segment with Barry Weiss, which you guys should watch. On cancel culture. was fascinating. It's fascinating. Uh, she's fabulous. And fabulous. I thought that the way that it was done via Zoom still was, was fine. Yeah, no, Barry's connection was good. There was another guy whose connection was not so good. And, like, it was really bothering me. Like, I can't. Uh, that really triggers me. Like, it's the Zoom content. That's why I was so nervous about, like, um, virtual reunions on Bravo. But they didn't use Zoom. Like, they literally sent everyone equipment and was, like, a manual on how to do it. And even the first one which was Atlanta was very well done and it's gotten better and better since so I don't have a problem I don't take umbrage with that but I have major umbrage with like these interview shows that like even um watch Rappin's Live with Kiki Palmer and Giselle Kiki Palmer's wi-fi was so bad yeah and it's just it ruins it yeah I agree but that's all 
we that's all we got. Okay, fifth and final story, big update on something we've been talking a lot about. Instagram launches TikTok competitor Reels today. And, by the way, my content is like so overperforming. They gave it to like a bunch of verified people um, before to like bank content so that when it rolled out to everyone, there was stuff for people to watch. And I just uploaded like a bunch of my, maybe my three of my best TikToks. And I guess today it literally rolled out because like they had like 50 views because the only people who could see it are what people. Are fellow fellow verified accounts but it got rolled out to a bunch of people and my videos are just truly taking off and I've said it once I've said it again I couldn't make it on TikTok but I will make it on reels like I will make it okay you will hear me cry I will make it okay you're gonna make it thank you I'm excited I I had reels but I didn't post anything maybe should I know I feel like it'd be like they're definitely probably like um pushing that content it could be just like a great growth moment I think okay you had a good um you made a great TikTok once that was like how you edited this photo to have the sky. Oh, I should. You just should just post up, that video because that's what people like. You are a lifestyle, but you're really like he, here. You're like the behind the scenes lifestyle. Like here's how I do this. Yeah, you know? like here's what it looks like, but here's what's going on in the background. Like, right, and that was a and I actually used that technique. It was very helpful. Okay, I'm gonna post that video. And I have you should it. make more like that. Okay, cool. I'll show you guys how I edit my photos. Right. Oh, and then you also have a product. So that's like, so your brand. That is so my brand. You're so right. JackieOflow.com. Get your summer presets, y'all. I mean, if you're literally uploading a picture without presets, like you're an actual beast. Like it's just, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's, it's not great. You it's, know? it's bad. It, it's just so simple to add a preset to it. You know, even like Ben is just now like on the Out face. of control. <laughs> and he also got his sister Maddie and they're sending each other pictures of how to Lightroom because Ben cannot figure out for the life yeah, of him. Yeah, Ben just texts me his photos and I, and I send them back. Right, but everyone's on the flow, you guys. Everyone's on the Jackie O flow. Okay, the app's 1 billion users on Instagram can now shoot, edit, and post 15 second video clips. They need to make that up to a minute in order to fully compete with TikTok. 15 seconds is way too short. It, we've always been able, like for the longest time, they already did this when they rolled out Instagram videos. It First was it was 15 seconds. seconds and people like, it was too long and too short at mm-hmm. the same time. And then eventually they made it one minute, but by then like it was Instagram over. videos like was just nothing of the sort. It really should have been 30 seconds. Yeah. But they have launched their new video feature called Reels as it looks to take on the fast-growing upstart TikTok. The feature, which Instagram tested for months in countries including Brazil and India, allows users to shoot, edit, and post 15-second video clips set to snippets of music or audio. The videos can be viewed via a new portal on Instagram's Explore page, which curates and personalizes posts based on a user's preferences. Oh, I guess that's why my videos got a ton of views, because it was on the Explore page. Yeah. Interesting. No, I think it's good. Um, The interface itself is not my favorite and I'm still pretty much just making the content on TikTok and uploading it to story just like to how we do with Snapchat yeah because I can't figure it out yet and it's not that user friendly like you can't add music to one segment but not the other it's just it's not there yet so it, I think it'll get there but um, I'm not actually using the interface right now can you post on reels without it going into your feed Okay, so that was my question. I'm pretty sure when you post on Reels, it goes to like your timeline, timeline. but on your profile, it's not on your grid. Okay, okay, that's good. There's a separate thing right next to your grid that is now your Reels. Yes, like where IGTV has been buried. Yes, exactly. It's a burial ground for all of TikToks, all of Instagram's bad stolen ideas. But we'll see. I'm I'm excited. Honestly, this is very exciting. I'm excited too. It sounds like a solution to the prop to a problem. I have like a hair in my eye. Yes. Well, it definitely sounds like a solution to my problem, which is not being able to make it on TikTok. Yeah, but you were doing well. Like it wasn't that bad. 80,000 followers is pretty good. I'm actually at 90, but it's... 
what's upsetting is like how much time and effort I put into it like for that result and it's no like TikTok was known why people loved it so much it was like anyone can do it and anyone can go viral and a viral video can literally you can build a brand around it so it's like I did have a few viral videos and it's just like it never got to the place where I needed it to which was like 500,000 followers yeah I mean reels I'm, I'm here She's, I'm ready. She's ready. She ready. Okay. Wednesday means Dear Toasters, which is becoming the best part of my week. Dear Toasters is our advice segment. If you ever want to write in, we will always keep it anonymous. And the email account is deartoasters at gmail.com. Again, deartoasters at gmail.com. You can write in about anything. We'll always keep it anonymous. And it's great. So let's do it. I'm excited. I, I, by the way, I don't read them before because like last week's was so good and I had not read it. Yeah. No, it's important. Dear Claude and Jack, how you doing? Good, I need you. advice. My fiance and I have been together for seven years since we met in college. I've always wanted to get married in St. Thomas because it was my family's favorite vacation spot growing up. Before me and my boyfriend got engaged, I talked to my best friend all about my dream wedding in St. Thomas. Oh, I know where this is going. My best friend has been dating her boyfriend for only a year and they got engaged one month before we did. After she got engaged, she told me she was planning a wedding in St. Thomas. This was so annoying considering that neither her or her fiance have ever even been to St. Thomas. My best People are shameless. Oh, this is annoying. My best friend has a lot more money than I do and is planning on having her wedding at the best five-star resort in St. Thomas a month after mine. I've never been jealous or competitive with my friends, but I can help feel like she's st- I can't help but feel like she stole my wedding and is just now going to do it better. I feel like such a brat to be even upset about this, but I can't help how I'm feeling. Should I change my wedding location, talk to my friend about how upset I am, or just get over it? Sincerely, a hurt friend. A hurt friend? You have a legitimate gripe. This yeah, is, this and you is, know what? I went through something similar. This is strange. It's and weird to choose a location to make, they've crossover to make all these people go back to St. Thomas again. Right, and that they've never been to. Honestly, like for me, this is so, this is so weird. And it's, it's also so, you could make, a, like if you said something to her, like you could also sound crazy. Even though yeah. like in my heart, like I know that this is so weird. And I'm understanding exactly how you feel. It's, it's, and you're not crazy. Uncategorically weird. And you know what would be the best case scenario for this girl is if the bride who's planning the wedding in St. Thomas is a toaster and she's like feeling like this story could be about her. And I want you to know, like the girl who copied the idea, like this is really, really weird of you. And I think you should move your location. Yeah. But I also, do. when are these weddings supposed to be? Are they right. even going to happen? Maybe you push yours up. I don't know. May- like maybe you could use COVID like as an excuse to sort of like reorganize your plans yeah but like it's been this girl's dream like she shouldn't have to move no but like but you know what at the end of the day really like a wedding is really not about how much money you spend like it's so much I've been to some fucking expensive weddings that were boring as hell and I've been to some reasonably priced weddings that were so much more fun like it's really about the people and the couple and the music and the alcohol so like that's really it nobody cares about your fucking centerpieces like it's such a waste of money so I wouldn't worry. Is her wedding first? Yes. Okay, I think the first wedding, like people for the second wedding, it's like, oh, we have to go back. And if the other girl's wedding was first, I would say that would be much worse, especially if she's going to have it like bigger than yours. Right. Um, But since you're the first wedding, like you'll, it'll be the better wedding and maybe people won't even go back for the second one. But honestly, like if I had a friend, it's just like such a specific thing you know so oh, yes so oh. if this if I had a friend honestly who wasn't I, I don't know how close they are like if it was a best best friend like I think I maybe would feel comfortable saying something but if it was just like a friend who is a decent friend I don't know I think I would like 
really reevaluate my friendship with them. I mean, I... I just can't stand a copycat. Who, same. Who... Who doesn't so acknowledge it? overt about it. By the way, also, it's one thing, like, if you can own the fact that you don't really have creative ideas and, like, you're saying, like, I'm going to steal this from you, that's pretty admirable in a sense. Like, not everyone's going to have the best ideas, but if you're going to steal something and pretend like it's your own, like, that is the true crime. Right, and also to steal something so personal. Like, I understand if you, you know, you don't have great taste, so this person gets a bag, you get the bag. This person mm-hmm. gets this coat, you get the coat. But for something so personal, like a wedding, to steal really someone's idea for a wedding is... It ain't right. Well, yes, I the this did happen to me. I don't know if you remember. I had planned. I wasn't engaged yet, but I had planned on um, getting married at this venue, which was very specific and um, not necessarily personal to me. But it was like a really I don't really have original creative ideas. And like it was my own idea. And I made the mistake of telling someone and that person um, literally texted me the next week that they were going to that they visited and that they're going to get married there. And I was, we didn't have a lot of crossovers, so like I wasn't upset, but it was just like, okay, steal my idea. And then I actually went to tour the place and I really did not like the rain option. Like if it was an outdoor venue and it's like, it's so beautiful outdoor, but if it happens to rain or if there's a cloud on the radar, you're getting married in a rec hall. So it wasn't going to work. Got it. Yeah. That's like a one level of, but this bitch is, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say this bitch. That's like, <laughs> that just, I t- you're hanging out with me too much. <laughs> no, 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 but like, that's literally not the word I meant to say. That's so crazy. I don't, whatever. This situation, it just seems way more personal. St. Thomas is, you know, it's not just 20 minutes away. Like, right. It's so much more orchestrated. And so, this is weird. This seems more similar to stealing someone's baby name. Yeah, because it's so personal. I would, I would talk to her and I would write out before like what you want to say, why it makes you feel this way. And be prepared to lose a friendship. And also just make your wedding fun. And a fun wedding is not incumbent on money. Like I can't stress it's, that enough. Oh, it really is so it, much about the alcohol. And the people. And the people. Alcohol banned people. Like as long as you make sure that like the bar is stocked and the dance floor doesn't end and like you have an after party and like invite fun people like you'll be fine it's not about money like literally nobody cares about like your programs are made of ivory like no one fucking cares nobody cares okay next up and I wish I knew that when I planned a wedding because I wasted money on so much stuff dear Jackie and Claudia first off I wanted to thank you guys for the amazing shows throughout the queue they have been a lifesaver thank you here's my situation My boyfriend and I have been dating three years. He's the sweetest, nicest, and most easygoing boyfriend. We get along so well and hardly fight. Before the queue started, after a long day of drinking, I hit up this girl who I knew was kind of into me. We went out that night, and then things went further. You can use your imagination. I guess I identify as straight, but my friends who really know me know that I tend to have crushes on girls and make out with my friends when I am drunk. Sexuality is a spectrum. Whatever. The following morning, I woke up with the biggest pit I've ever had. I told my closest friends, and they all advised me that I tell my boyfriend what happened. I saw him the next day thinking that I would not tell him but the guilt was overwhelming I broke down and I told him what had happened he asked for details but I told him I wasn't ready to share just yet I think I was just scared to say it out loud he was pissed but not nearly as mad as he could have been he did admit it feels a little different because it's happened with a girl rather than a guy after this quick fairly calm chat he said he didn't want to talk about it anymore it's been about five months and we haven't spoken about it since that day mind you I've been quarantining with my boyfriend the entire time I was obviously relieved that he wasn't mad and wanted to drop it right away. But should I be worried that he didn't care more? It's not like this girl is the one, but I clearly have some figuring out to do in terms of my sexuality. I'm in my early 20s and I feel like this is the time in my life I should be figuring this stuff out. But I do love my boyfriend and I can't imagine breaking up with him. Any advice? Love a confused toaster. You know, I feel like this is one of these things where it's not either or. I think you can be open 
and you, like why should you break up with your boyfriend sounds like you have a good relationship like I think you can stay with your boyfriend but you do, do need to talk about this like with yourself and with him and he can be a part of this journey or not you yeah, know yeah like I think I agree with you it doesn't have to be either or but whatever you decide to do like your boyfriend needs to be on board included in the decision and just like know what's going on I also feel like a like a lot of guys would like this yeah but he it seems like he is conflicted about it because he forgave you but doesn't want to talk about mm-hmm. it maybe it's painful for him um so I would I think communication is the is the answer here. And I just, actually think a threesome is the answer here, but and maybe like, we're a few steps behind that. Just let him know how you're feeling, like, and go through your thought process with him, and maybe he might have some insights that will make you or uh, like ideas that might yeah. make things more clear to you. So yeah. we're not. But I definitely <laughs> think it's important to like if you're feeling this way, you should pay attention to that yeah. and not just be like. I don't like ignore it. Yeah, don't ignore it. Don't ignore it. I mean, we're not exactly call her daddy, but we're trying, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Threesome. <laughs> no, but like communication, I think, is, is really what's best here. Agreed. But don't um, like sweep it under the rug because this is something that will keep coming up because it's who you are. So I would get, get in your feelings. That's what the cue is for. What else are we doing? That is what the cue is for. All right. Next up and final, dear Jackie and Claudia, my boyfriend... John and I have been dating for almost three years this year I was invited on John's family vacation in Rhode Island with his parents grandma's sister and her boyfriend torture John and I had been fighting a lot leading up to the trip and it really came to a head on the Saturday before we were leaving on Sunday he said a lot of horrible things along with the fact that he wanted to break up unfortunately this is a common occurrence and I didn't know how much stake to put in those words as we've always worked things out and carried on the relationship I asked John if I should go on vacation with his family and he said to go. He then later said he wasn't coming. Again, didn't know if I should believe those words. I mean, he sounds like such a drama queen. He was originally supposed to come for the day Sunday, return home to work Monday, Tuesday, and rejoin us Tuesday night for the rest of the trip. He didn't come Sunday at all. I gave This him- is his family. Yeah, so she's okay. out with his family. I gave him two days alone and tried to talk to him yesterday and he read my texts and didn't respond. Upon John's, mo- John's mom asking me what's wrong, I completely broke down and told them everything and how I felt so guilty that I was on this vacation when we may- maybe were actually broken up. His parents brushed it off, said not to worry. John's dad has a very similar personality, so it's kind of a normal thing for the men in the family to have these long day mood swings. Sounds like a tough family. Because of the tropical storm yesterday, he wasn't able to get here. Now it's Wednesday morning being today. Wow, she's really writing us in real time. And John still hasn't talked to me at all. Wow, I I, feel like we can actually be helpful here. Yeah, wait, let's finish. Wait, I feel sad, lonely, and awful being here and don't know how to proceed. I don't want to leave and disrespect his parents who have been so generous. But is it wrong to stay? What do I do if he doesn't come at all? Signed, a toaster need of advice. You're like literally on vacation, technically with strangers, and you need to get out of there. And your boyfriend sounds honestly like... A nightmare. Like a piece of work, honestly. If you, I think if you want to make the relationship work and like you don't plan on breaking up with him, you should stay and stick it out. Actually, I mean, do whatever you want. You don't have to stay, but like it might make the thing bigger. But I don't but know. But he's not even there. But it doesn't sound like, but also maybe just enjoy like the free vacation. It's hard though. Like, it is hard. It is hard. But it doesn't sound like this is a great relationship. Like he obviously has communication issues and doesn't know how to handle his emotions and you seem extremely mature and and like you 
deserve better. And so I think it shouldn't be on him to decide, are we broken up or are we not? Like, you should make that decision. And if you want to be broken up, then make that call. And if you don't, then have a really, like, hard conversation with him where it's like, I I understand that maybe this is how your family does things, where you just go off the grid and leave people on vacation with strangers. Um, But that's not going to work for me. And if you want to be in in this relationship, things are going to have to change. I mean, I feel like there's potentially two things going on here. Like, one, he could just be really immature and learn from his dad to, like, take a break for three days when something upsets you. But that's not, like, a normal way of handling things. I feel like, and if if his dad has it too, like, it might be like uh, some sort of condition, like uh, mental mental health-wise. No, I'm serious. Like, you go off the grid for three days and nobody hears from you. I, I think it could be that, and that's a conversation worth having because this is not a, an adult way of handling things, no, you know? it's really not, especially when you going off the grid for three days means you... Being left him, alone being with his left family. Being left alone with his family. Like, that makes no sense. If you guys were together and maybe not living together and you took, like, two days off just to cool off, that's a little more decent, but... To leave you alone with his family, it's it's honestly extremely selfish. Yeah. And I think you need to start evaluating things, not from like what you did wrong and what you should do, yeah. but like, look at this person. They're not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. Right. And you're probably in that mindset because that's how he makes you feel. But it's like at the end of the day, he's the upset one. Right. You sound very rational, according to my notes. And you sound like a mature, lovely person. You obviously have great taste in podcasts and you seem nice because you're sticking around with someone's family who when your boyfriend's not even there, you seem great. It's not you. Yeah. According to my paperwork. According to the paperwork, it is not you. And, and so, you have the, by the way, the paperwork does not lie. No, it does not lie. Never. So you have a choice to make. And I think that you should really think about it because this isn't a normal situation. No. He sounds like a real piece of work. Yeah. All right. That was Dear Toasters. Again, if you ever want to write in, please email us, deartoasters at gmail.com. Always keep it anonymous. Always keeping it real. Always keeping it fresh. We need you. We got you. And that's all she wrote. Anything else you want to say before we wrap this baby up? No, I think that that is all that she had written. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show where we give you the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast every weekday, Monday through Friday on YouTube. We are also available as a podcast and where podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, The Morning Toast, and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We will see you guys tomorrow on our Thursday episode. We hope you have a fabulous day. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.